Welcome, welcome, everyone, to another clinician's program. I'm so glad that you are joining us again for a dose of encouragement and prayer. We have an awesome person on the line that's going to bring some fire for us because, you know, we are all going through so many different things. Um, Some of us are happy. Some of us are trying to make our way to being happy. But whatever your situation is, I am so glad that you are here with us today. We have Reverend Sharon White on the line with us, and she's going to give us some words of encouragement. She's going to lead us into prayer, and she is no stranger to us. I tell you, the last time or a few times ago when she was on the line with us, I remember her saying, a nap and a snack. And I say that throughout my day. I'm like, you know what I need? A nap and a snack. So I know she's going to drop some nuggets, and she dropped a whole lot more. But that's some of the parts that I remember from before, and it just reminds me that I need to slow down, rest, do some self-care. And I know she's going to bring us so more, so many more tips for us today. Reverend Sharon White, are you here with us? Yes, I am. Good afternoon. It's a joy to be with you all today, my sister. Yes, yes. So I'm so excited to have you. And, you know, out of all that I shared about Reverend Sharon White, she is also my friend. I tell you, it's good to have a friend that you can call just to break bread with, talk with. So I'm so excited to have you. And please allow the Lord to use you. Thank you so much. Thank you, my sister. It is a joy to be with you all today. I will um, ask you for your prayers. I'm nursing a pretty bad headache, but God is still good, and that's why I'm on this call today. Um, But I'm thrilled to be with you all today, my sisters and my brothers, wherever walk you are in, um, whether you are a clinician, therapist, pastor, nurse, um, the list um, goes on in terms of who may be on the call today. But what we all have in common, I believe, is that we are all people of faith who serve as clinicians in some capacity, either in ministry or our workplace. Um, Many of us are healers through um, therapy or restorers of people's health through nursing and doctoring. Many of us are catalysts for change. We literally help people to identify ways for their lives to be better. Many of us are coaches. Some of us are midwives. We're helping people break through and birth through um, new visions, um, 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 uh, new ways of living. Many of us are coverings for other people, really literally, literally standing in the gap for those who are struggling enough that they don't even know how to stand in the gap for themselves. Many of us are prayer warriors, but whatever your stance is today, I believe if you're on this call, the thing that we share in common is that we're people of faith. And yet, being people of faith, we can get burdened down, we can get overwhelmed. Uh, many of us are wounded healers. We're, we're literally healing people, doing what we do while we're going through ourselves. And one of the things the Lord dropped in my spirit as I was preparing for today is that although we have tools, although we have um, training and all those things, we can still literally be sometimes overwhelmed with all the stuff that we hear, all the stuff that we take in, the endless emails, the endless phone calls, the state of our homes, the state of our neighborhoods, the state of our cities, our state, our world, COVID-19, grief and loss issues, just we, we ourselves can be overwhelmed with all of that stuff. And so sometimes we need to stop in what I call get recentered. And so this afternoon I just want to share with you from probably what's a familiar passage of Scripture, 
and it is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, and I'm reading from the Common English Bible Version um, just to let you know what I'm reading from. And again, it's probably a familiar passage of Scripture. I'm going to share some nuggets that I think we can take from the text, and then I'm going to lead us into prayer. And so Paul says, so we aren't depressed, but even if our bodies are breaking down on the outside, the person we are on the inside is being renewed every day. Our temporary minor problems are producing an eternal stockpile of glory for us that is beyond all comparison. We don't focus on the things that can be seen, but on the things that can't be seen. The things that can be seen don't last, but the things that can be seen are eternal. I think I want to read it again. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm reading from the Common English Bible Version. So we aren't depressed, are not depressed. But even if our bodies are breaking down on the outside, the person that we are on the inside is being renewed every day. Our temporary problems are producing an eternal stockpile of glory for us all that is beyond all comparison. We don't focus on things that cannot be seen, but on the things that can't be seen. There is a difference, by the way, right? The things that can be seen don't last, but the things that can't be seen are eternal. I just want to share with us for a few minutes that, that from the title, No Ordinary Praise. Let us pray mm-hmm. just, uh, to open us up for the word. Father, we thank you for this time of sharing. We ask you to breathe on this, your scripture. Encourage somebody today, strengthen somebody today, recenter somebody today by your word. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. One of the things I looked at was that the word praise, one of the um, uh, um, biblical terms for the word praise is yada, and it means to give thanks, to laud, to confess the name of our God. And it sounds like in Psalm, a, bunch, a bunch of scriptures in Psalm, but uh, particularly in Psalm number nine where the writer says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. And you might be saying, Reverend White, why are you talking about praise when we're clinicians and all? And you just said that many of us are struggling with all these things. And that's exactly why the Lord told me to go here today, because we are, if we're not careful, we can become so mired down in the stuff that, the, um, that Paul mentions in this text that we can literally sometimes lose our praise or the impact of our praise or even the, the normal um, way that we praise if we're not careful. So I just want us to be encouraged today as we look at this text and then remember that our praise is not an ordinary praise when we serve the God of heaven. Um, and so in the text, Paul says, starting in verse number, um, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Um, the first thing I want to point out is that we should have the proper perspective on the things that we go through, our trials and tribulations. We've got to have a proper perspective on the stuff that would normally burden us and weigh us down if we're going to continue to praise God the way that um, we normally would. And so I love that Paul says in verse 17, he says, our temporary minor problems are producing an eternal stockpile of glory. The first thing I love about the text is that Paul basically says that things could be worse. He says that our affliction is a light affliction. Now, that doesn't minimize what we go through. It doesn't minimize the the grief and loss that we ourselves experience while we are helping somebody else, it doesn't minimize the fact that our bills still have to be paid and sometimes our month may be close to outrunning our money. It doesn't minimize the fact that even we've even lost family members in this 
season. I can't tell you how many people I personally lost during COVID, um, but, but, but Paul still says things could be worse. So if you don't have any other reason to praise God through this uh, message today, I would just encourage you to praise God because literally things could be worse. We might be saying, well, I have a hard time paying my water bill. Well, it could be worse that you don't even have water in your house. So I'm not minimizing our issues, but if we're going to have a proper perspective on praising God in spite of what we go through, we have to recognize that things literally could be worse. I wish somebody would say amen today if you're unmuted. Things absolutely could be worse. The second thing I see in the text that I love is that Paul says, he says, it's worth, it, it. He says it's producing an eternal stockpile of glory. Point number two I want to uh, say to us today is literally our trials are productive. They are working for us, according to Paul. In other words, yeah. the stuff that we go through, is God does not allow us to deal with it so it can take us out, but in fact, it makes us better. How does it make us better? If you're praying more, it makes you better. If you're seeking yes. God more, it makes you better. If it helps you to help, glory to God. If it helps you to help somebody else who's going through it and you, got, you survived it, it has made you better. So Paul says, not only do our tri- could our trials be worse, but he says they are literally productive. They are doing yes. something in us, through us, and for us. I wish somebody would say amen to that on amen. today. I don't care what you're going through. When God brings you through, it's going to do something in you. It's going to make you better. It's going to help you make somebody else better. It's going to show you how great God is. You might have one vision of God, but by the time you get through this thing, you will have a greater vision of God. You might have experienced victories in the past, but I want to let you know today when God gets you through this thing, you're going to have another level of a testimony. Why? Because Paul says it's doing something in us. Yeah. Glory yeah. to God. I wish somebody heard me on today. Paul says it could be worse. He says it's also productive. And then the other thing he says in verses uh, 17 is he uses the word we, us, our. In other words, Paul says we, uh, trials are inclusive. We're not the only ones. We got a group of people who are going through just like we are. And the truth of the matter is, if we were willing to be honest with each other, we would be able to carry each other's burdens. But the problem is, sometimes we act like we're not going through and we're hurting on the inside. But if we would only remember that other people are going through that we know, and if we would come together on Zoom, and we would come together at prayer time, and we would come together in the evening instead of uh, talking about what's on TV, but we'll be honest and say, I'm going through, and then somebody would say, girl, I went through that already. Let me tell you how I got through. Paul says the other thing we can know for sure is that trials are inclusive. We are not the only ones. Somebody say amen. We ain't the only ones, he says in the text. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then, and then Paul says, hold on, my phone closed out on me. <laughs> then Paul says, uh, 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 in verse number 16, he says, well, I love this, he says, our bodies are breaking down, but the person on the inside is being renewed daily. In other words, Paul says, even that when we're going through, the trials literally make us better on the inside. Oh, yes, somebody hear me today. He says, literally. Come on, on the inside, the, not the person. I might, I, might, I might run my mascara, right? And I might not some days look that good. And my, my normal body might be a ponytail because I'm struggling to make it. But Paul says on the outside I might look like that. But if you would really trust God on the inside, 
He is making you better. He's making you stronger. He's helping yes, you understand yes. you can get through more than what you thought you could go through. He's making you to know on, that he is with you every single day. The Holy Spirit is letting you know I'm walking with you through this thing. I'm talking on, with now. you through this thing. I'm carrying you through this thing. So he says it's literally making us stronger. Where I was last year, before I lost all these people, I'm better today. When I, when I was comfortable in my job last year, didn't have no struggle. I'm struggling in a couple areas today. But bless be God, I God. see God making me stronger. Somebody oh ought to say amen on today. If God is amen. showing you that you're stronger than you thought you were, you ought to give God glory right now. If God is Hallelujah. showing you that he's walking with you, give Hallelujah. God glory right now. If God is showing you that you're not going to lose, that you win even when you're struggling. Hallelujah. Give God glory yes, on today. Yes, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. I, I, I'm helping myself right now, too. I got to tell you. God <laughs> says, listen, you better than what you thought you were. You're stronger than what you could imagine. You, you thought you could only hold this much, but I'm showing yes, you yes. that you could hold much more. Glory to God. Oh. Glory to God. Yes, Glory to God. I'm showing you what I put in you. You never knew you could hold so much. But I'm letting you know that you can hold more than you thought. Oh, Lord. My God. Glory to God. Then he says, then he says, glory to God. Then he says, listen, listen, y'all. Listen. Paul teaches us also in verse 17. And we don't, we don't, those who believe in prosperity gospel don't like this principle. But Paul says, trials are guaranteed. In other words, you're not going to live this life without some. So if you thought you were going to tiptoe through the tulips by the seashore, forget that theology because it ain't biblical. Paul says you're going to go through. But know who's walking with you. Know who's strengthening yeah. you. Know who's making you better. Know who's building you yeah. up on every leaning side. Know who's empowering yeah. you. Know who's making you better. Know who's putting stuff in you that you can't yeah. imagine. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And, and I love this because, because Paul also says this, y'all. Listen to me. He says this. I love this, too. He says, we can praise God in spite of our trials for three reasons. Thank you, Lord. And I'm almost done. We're going to pray in a minute. He says, first of all, one of the reasons why you can praise God in spite of your trials is because, watch this, on your worst day, you still ain't lost your mind. Somebody ought to say amen to that. Take a, take a photo of what you've been through. Take a walk down memory lane and remember the stuff that you thought was going to knock you out and you did not lose your mind. Why? Because God was with you. You ought to praise God that you didn't lose your mind. I don't care if they took your house from you. I don't care if they shut off your electric bill. I don't care if you got a pink slip. You did not lose your mind. Why? Because God was holding you up. And if you don't have no other reason to praise God today, in spite of what you've gone through, in spite of all the emails, in spite of the clients that you haven't been able to help the way you want to, in spite of your last sermon that didn't, didn't, didn't go the way you wanted it to, in spite of the person who walked away from you, you better praise God because you didn't lose your mind. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Glory yes. to God. Glory to God. The second reason why you ought to praise God in spite of is because, watch this, you, you didn't lose your joy. Oh, it might have tried to wipe you out. 
The enemy is very strategic to try to throw you off your square. But watch this. If you got an ounce of joy, I don't care if you have the, don't have the full joy you used to walk in, but if you got an ounce of joy in the oh, middle of your trials, you ought to praise God. Yes. If, you, if you used to get up every morning and sing songs of Zion, if you used to get up before you went to bed at night, you lifted up holy hands and worship God. If that's what you used to do, but because you're struggling, you might not do it every day. I tell you, the day you still ought to praise God that you have not fully lost your joy. Mm. And the good thing is that God is still available for you to go back to the place where you used to have full joy. He's telling us today, praise me in spite of, because guess what? When mm. you do that, I move on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And I got one more. I got I got one more. I got one more, and then we got to pray because I know we got to be done at, at one. I got more, but I'm gonna mm. stop with the next one because I know we got to go. But listen, <laughs> the other thing I love about this, the other thing I love about the text, look 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 at seven B. He says it's temporary. Somebody ought to say glory to God is temporary. Paul said yeah. the only reason why you can praise God. It's because your stuff is time limited. Oh, my God, I wish somebody heard me today. It's but for a moment, somebody's verse says. In other words, I don't care how intense it feels, and I know sometimes it feels bad, and I know sometimes we want to give up, and I know sometimes we want to win, but I promise you today, according to the text, I don't care how long it's lasted, it's got to end. It's time limited. It's but for a moment. Yeah. Somebody, don't, somebody don't believe me. Yeah. Don't you remember the man the Bible says was lame at the pool of Bethesda? And he had yeah. been there for many years. And, and, yeah. and he was waiting to get put into the pool because the theology back then was if you got in the pool, when the water got stirred, you would get healed. But the yeah. point is that he had been there for a long time. And I can imagine he probably wanted to give up hope. He probably had lost hope. As a matter of fact, when Jesus asked him, do you want to be made whole, he came up with excuses. And I believe the reason why he came up with excuses was because he had lost hope because of how long it lasted. But the moment he had an encounter with Jesus and Jesus told him what to do, the Bible says immediately, that matter how long he had been in it, that, that laying state was time limited. Immediately he became whole. Somebody today, I don't care how long you've been struggling with what you're struggling with. And I don't care how hard it's been. And I don't care who told you it wasn't going to get better. According to the text, he says it's a momentary issue. It's going to end. Yeah. Somebody, you better hear yeah. me today. Listen, yeah. hold on and don't give up because it's momentary. And so what we ought to be doing in those times when we're going through and it seems like it's lasting is ask God, what am I supposed to do in the waiting period? How do I wait graciously? How do I wait with praise in my lips? What do I do to take care of myself while I'm waiting for you to move, God? And watch this. He really wants us to have the resolve. He really wants us to have the resolve that says, "If if if you don't ever change it, God, I'm still going to praise you. If you don't ever move on this one, I'm still going to praise you. If I don't see a change on this one, I'm still going to praise you because you alone are worthy to be praised. 
And so yeah. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with yeah. this. Praise. If your praise is not an ordinary praise, it's going to get you through the toughest of times. If your praise is not an ordinary praise, it's going to help you to hold on when other folks are falling apart. If your praise is not an ordinary praise, it'll help you to thrive in unfavorable circumstances. The other day, the other day, it was 20-some degrees outside, and I walked outside Mm -hmm. my home, and I looked to the left, and I could not believe what I saw, glory to God. I literally saw my plants breaking through the dirt in 20-some degree weather. And I thought Mm. for a second, wait a minute. That should not be. It's not 60 and 70 degree weather. It is 29 degrees frigid weather. That does not make sense to the normal eye. Because normally plants don't thrive in frigid weather. And God said to me, that's what I want you to get today. That you can thrive in frigid weather. That you can go, you can make it. You can make it in unfavorable circumstances. You can make it in unfavorable seasons. You can make it when stuff just don't make sense. Why? Because I'm the one that keeps you. Why? Because I'm the one that sustains you. Why? Because I'm the one that breathes life into you. You can make it. So that's my message for y'all today. You ought not have an ordinary praise. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Our Father and our God is once again in the mighty majestic name of Jesus, we come in your presence on today. God, we come as clinicians pray ministry, God. We come, whatever our state is, whether we're clergy by profession or clergy by ministry, whatever our state is, God, we come before you, God, and we recognize that, that, that we've been weighted down and we've been burdened and we've been carrying people's stuff and we've been getting emails and getting phone calls and listening to family members and looking at loss and looking at grief and loss. And we've been dealing with all that stuff, God, and many of us maybe have, have not been praising you like we should have because we lost focus. But, God, today in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will recenter us. Remind us that your word says it's the stuff that we go through is time-limited. Remind us, God, that you are with us. Remind us that your word says you're in us, through us, moving in us, oh God. Remind us, God, that we can get through anything we go through because, God, we have the God of heaven backing us up. Remind us, oh God, that you do still sit high and you do look low, but you still meet every one of our needs and even some of our wants, oh God. Remind us, God, that when we're walking in seasons that feel frigid, that you are with us and we can make it. Remind us not only can we make it, but we can thrive because you are the God who can do everything but fail. I pray that you restore everybody on this call who needs to be restored. I pray that you encourage everybody on this call who needs to be encouraged. I pray that you show somebody on this call that you are bigger than they imagined, that you can do more than they think you can, that you put more in them than they know, that you will let them know that you are a big God who does big things. Mm -hmm. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that -hmm. you would encourage our hearts as we are committed to helping other folk. Restore us as we're committed to helping other folk get restored. Build us up. Strengthen us. Help us to be honest with you about where we are and even find somebody tangible that we can be honest with, God, that we can share together and build each other up personally. Give us wisdom. Give us strength. Don't let us operate according to somebody else's opinion, somebody else's thoughts. The world wants to be 
Kirk Franklin down for what he said to his son. But the truth of the matter is, God, we need to be holding him up because he's saying, I got issues with my child. And rather than condemn him, God, we ought to be praying for him. And so, God, I, I pray today that we would have that same mindset for one another and that we, oh, God, would remember that we, we serve a God who deserves more than an ordinary praise. You wake us every day. You, you, you take care of us every day. You, you said, look at the lilies of the field. They, they don't do nothing to, to, to get dressed the way they do. But he said, your word says, but you do more than that for us. Yes, Remind yes. us, God, every day that we get up, that you are for us. We are your friends. We are friends of God. Remind us, God, that there's nothing that we can't tackle, that you won't give us the power to pull off. Nothing that you have ordained for our lives that will not come to pass. I don't care how long it takes. If you spoke it, it's going to be. God, we thank you for this time of prayer. We thank you for this time of encouragement. I pray today that somebody heard something today to encourage them. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Yes, Pastor Sharon. Amen. So much, Reverend yes, White. So awesome. I always get so excited yes. after these calls. And like you reminded us, this is no ordinary praise. And when we go into that not being ordinary, it gets us through tough times. And yes, I tell you, glory. And right before this call, and you touched on everything. I thank you. Mm-mm. I thank you. Thank you. Wow. And I thank you for reminding us that it's only temporary. Because yes. sometimes it's going to last for eternity because it's like yeah. Peter blocks so get to our feet. But I appreciate yeah. the reminder that if we keep our eyes on him and we stay connected yeah. to him and we mm-hmm. give him that not so ordinary praise, right? That we're gonna yeah. get through this. I thank you so much. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for reminding us that we can make it. We can get through it. And I know so many of us, we come on this line because we need something. And whatever that something is, I'm sure you got it today. So I thank you again, Reverend White, for yeah. blessing as always, lighting up this prayer mm-hmm. line because, listen, this ain't no laughing matter. We're fighting against some real serious stuff. Yeah. Equipping us with the tools and the nuggets. I tell you, when I came on the line, I needed a nap and a meal. After this, I am mm-hmm. good. I've been spiritually fed. I ain't even thinking about a nap now. You gave me what I needed. Mm-hmm. I needed oh, a praise God. to get on this call. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I was crying and shouting over here. Because you touched mm. me, healed mm. me, you empowered me, mm. and you laid some mm. nuggets in me that I so desperately needed. Thank you, mm. and I appreciate wow. you. We love you, and I thank mm. each and every one of you that is on the call now, and I look mm. forward to us coming back together next week at 1230. Thank you mm. all. Be blessed, mm. and see you next week. Love you. God bless you all. Take care. God bless you all. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Hmm.